0: Uh, Warwick Kappa. How are you mate? Hey, you know this song right? It brings back
1: great memories You know what memories means? Big fucking tits Tony And that brings back Fucking great memories for me did you? How many takes did it take You to do the vocals on uh, this? 164 <laughs> <laughs> That's why they called me The Middle
0: Vanilli of the 80s Because they had nothing fucking like me
1: <laughs> so
0: It's number one I don't what, 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 When's the chorus coming up For this thing?
1: And I'm closer every day. Here we go. Here we go. To take what I've got coming. Episode 22, guys. (laughs) Here
0: we go. I only take what's mine. There you go. T-Wiz Take Podcast.
1: damn hard t podcast going worldwide today, Tony, and I heard a small rumour, number
0: 20 in America. Number 20 in America. We are number 235 in Denmark. What's what fucking wrong with that? <laughs> uh, does that come with a free windmill? <laughs> <laughs> is, is good no, but I've got a nice collection of Delft blue plates. Have you? No. Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> How you going, Wiz? Yeah, pretty good. It's been a great week. It's been a great week. I've had really bad hay fever. Have you? But come good. How the dentures?
1: hasn't been the uh, Colombian <laughs> hay fever. It's been the Australian hay fever, and it's really quite itchy eyes. Oh, I've been up at, uh, went to Bort last week. That was great. Where, where was it? Went to Bort. Where's that? It's not you know Bort, Tony. <laughs> it's not the arsehole <laughs> end of the world, but you can see it from there. I should have
0: sound checked.
1: Oh, it's a population, <laughs> that's, 800. That's loud, it? a population of eight hundred. Population of eight hundred. So it's a beautiful place. If, 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 if you want to go somewhere and do fuck all, that's the place. <laughs> Is it really? A very nice day. You, you can just smell the tranquility. <laughs> You know, like Bonnie Doon?
0: That's like Bonnie Doon. We're going to Bonnie <laughs> Dune. Dune.
1: You can just yeah. smell the, the the pure air up there. Not the, a bad place. The pure air. So three cheers for Pino! <laughs> three
0: cheers for Pino! <laughs> hey, thank you for the tranquility, Pino. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. So we had the uh, we had the Hollywood flu, did yeah, we? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We had that for two weeks.
0: Oh my yeah. god. Ah, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, episode 22 of the T-Wiz podcast, they said we'd never make it. And we have made it. And they were right. We have never made it. We are Tony Marks and Warwick Kappa. Between us, we've played nearly 125 games of football and kicked nearly 400 goals. <laughs> it's 34 night games. And uh, there's also a lightning premiership in there for the Eastern District's junior football Yes, it's
1: fantastic. I mentioned the jumpers just come out, Tony. Yes, you've got your got them yesterday, Mark so, of the Century jumper. So, can you plug that for us, mate, so I don't sound arrogant?
0: I can. Over to you, Tony. Over to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> coming on the T Podcast website, TWizPodcast.com, you can get one of 39. That's all, what's all? Only 39. Yep. Beautifully framed and plucked up, individually signed jumpers, the Mark of the Century by Warwick Kappa. Yep. They're the, uh, 100, the. 100 goal. They're the throwback, the old woolen jumpers yes. for the old Sydney Swans. Yeah, with the logo.
1: Very hard to get with the Hoover and
0: the V, um, the VFL logo. The v, the Vf, the VFL. Yes. It,
1: what year was that, Warwick? Was Eighty-seven. That 80, Eighty-seven. 80, yes. Yeah, so, it's yeah, so, so Hall of Fame, Mark of the Century, hundred gold jumper. So Ooh. there's only one in
0: thirty-nine. Fucking Warwick Capper and John bon Jovi were sh- massive yeah. that
1: year. We already okay. sold four, and I th- sold three at boxing last week. So they're going well. Um, And they can also get a Montoni on the website, whiz39capra at gmail.com. That's an email address. (laughs) Yes, well, same thing. Who gives a fuck, mate?
0: (laughs) So while you were sitting on heads, John Bon Jovi was living on a prayer. Yep. Mate, we had a great show last week. Uh, Incredible, uh, world-rated grappler, Lachlan Giles, who... Did an outstanding, giant, killer performance at the ADC season 2019s about to make his run representing Australia. Yeah, he was, a, great, he was great, a lot of fun. He's a
1: great athlete from Melwood and, he, um, He gave,
0: um, gave Nicky D a bit of a choke.
1: Did he? Yeah. yeah. I wish had to he had kept going. I
0: reckon she had no, didn't. No, we shouldn't have told Nicky D. You weren't thinking ta- that? We No, we weren't. Yeah. But we took some video footage of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, unlike Dicky now, you're going to get to see Nicky D's face as yes. it turns a shade of purple oh, Right he, before he taps And he's um, got the big event In September in Vegas He certainly does
1: Yes that's going to be great We'll follow that
0: That's going to be unbelievable We wish him all the best Speaking of Nikki D he's still living under the stairs Has he been pulling his weight Around the yes, house Yes
1: he pulled uh, Lisa off last week And I said Nikki, You've got three hours to stop it She <laughs> actually right? loved it Really? <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> oh, Caps goes boom. Caps go hot on where's the Wesselwood. The, the, there it is. And what about the um the boat we didn't go last week? He didn't go last week. And uh, boy, guess who was on there? Big Ian Botham. Ian Botham was on
0: there. Ian Botham on the boat. Biggest
1: sportsman in Australia. Botham was there.
0: You reckon he'll be on in three weeks when we jump on the boat?
1: Yeah, if was not back in England. He'll come again. That's yeah, good. That's what she said. He's worldwide like me. Yeah. He is, isn't he? I said, Beefy had big shakaki, said three inches from the ground. There it is. Ow! Yep. That one's taken. That <laughs> one's taken, Beefy. But They, they, they missed uh, us, three. It wasn't good without <laughs> us. Boring. Boring. No, no. no. Yeah.
0: Mate, there's no action. I mean, there was no shark attack.
1: JB's, <laughs> JB's girlfriend um, punched up Brian. He got, a, sl- uh, he got a slap. Uh, JB made a mine. Yeah, right. Gabby yep. nah, took offence to Brian, so she gave him a backhander. Did she? So that was on. So that Did was, he get a blood
0: nose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brian. Uh, Mate, what are we going to do? We're going to have that
1: to... that wasn't that wasn't
0: from the whack. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> we're going to have to get uh, we're going to have to get uh, Mister yeah, plastic, plastic Surgery back on the job. Yes, well, we'll get Daniel Lanza in
1: retirement. Daniel Lanza. Daniel Lanza had that much plastic surgery when he cries. It's like Sam. He's the,
0: the tears around <laughs> <dead>, Daddy's <he's> back. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> One from the archives. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm um, looking forward to it. Brian Brian Mannix, a legend of the Australian music scene, Uncanny X men Yep. Fantastic. Just, and what a ripping guy, mate. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, how's uh, Marty Marty Sheargold on Triple M? You know, giving him a bit of grief. Yeah, who that. That was uh, a bit rough, wasn't it, mate? I reckon. Why don't we give? Uh, why don't we give? What do we say to Marty Sheargold yeah. for getting on one of our teammates? Yeah, up in your, your ass, ass cunty. Marty, <laughs> and in your arse, cunty. <laughs> in your ass, cunty. Yeah, anyone that thinks that Joe Rogan should be barred will fucking take a look at this yeah. podcast. Yeah, shit. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's, no, there's no rules here, mate. There's no rules. Uh, yeah, Mark of the Century jumpers. You know, in a couple of weeks we'll be back on Sam's boat. Does he know about that yet yeah or? no he just
1: i actually facetimed and i said well, I'll, I'll come whenever i want to you don't mind he has no right your first pick forget ricky
0: yeah but uh, as long as sam cooks the sausages right yeah yeah and can't touch his music can't touch his fucking barbecue <laughs> well mate you know it's it's he's the man of the house yeah yeah and what a legend he is for everybody that's that's grown to know sam through his public persona when you actually get to see him in regular life he is just a just a, a really generous man
1: yeah he's a good generous guy he likes taking his friends out in the boats. It's a good hobby for him. He's been doing it 30 years. Yep. And good uh, like it makes everyone have a good time. Yep. And um, his podcast is going well too. Yeah, he's got a great you podcast. You cannot be
0: serious. You cannot be serious. Yep. Uh, the old uh, the old Hawthorne legend. Yep. Don Scott. And I spoke to Dale Thomas. He'll be on in a couple of weeks, so he's going to be good. Daisy. He's, he's at he's get... the uh, Super Bowl at yep, the moment, right? Yep.
1: I'll be watching that Monday. It's going to be good. That's going to be great. Yeah, Nicky D came last week, or last year, and his friend almost got punched up.
0: <laughs> Asking too many questions. <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: That's not again, Monday. Was that... Uh, Heath. Uh, who was that? Heath. That was Heath. Yeah, Heath.
0: Heath. Our old mate who had to basically smuggle himself back in a yeah, W.A.
1: yeah. yeah. He's that, he's that fat, he's, he makes himself hungry. He's lost 28 kilos of fat, now he can't get one. But, but it's not, it's not a bad, but okay, yeah. Hey, mate, we're off Besides to a that, flying start. Right. Yeah, we're come, he's come good now, we've mended um, bridges.
0: Mate, we've, we've got so many fucking tissues tonight, yeah. we're going to have to call up Ascension drumsticks and get some new
1: sticks. I have got more lines of it in fishing boat tonight, Tony. Oh, I, oh.
0: <laughs> should I do it? Yep. There it is,
2: there it is. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, mate, whiz in the kitchen. Yes. Hey, what, what have you got for us this week? All right. You've been working out of a new a new cookbook.
1: Yes, I've been on the keto diet. I've lost 10 kilos of fat. Now I can't get one. It's called the Fast 800 Keto. Even, it's quite good, but I am fucking starving to death. It says lose up to 6 kilos in 21 days. I'll tell you what, the first fucking week is hard as a motherfucker. Is it really? Because you eat fuck all. You can't have rice, bread,
0: pasta, sugar. I said, what's left? Water? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, beer is not a carb, yeah, no. according to... yes. Okay, so tell me about your favourite recipe this week, Wes. Okay,
1: well, I've been in the kitchen this week, and last week I made the sesame crusted chicken Kiev. What bullshit? Okay. Did you really?
0: Only 372 calories,
1: 31 grams of protein, and 0.5 carbs. What? Let me explain that to listeners. Okay. Using a soft cream cheese with herbs and garlic to stuff in the chicken. Stick it right for the chicken st- spreads just, just like Lisa and prepare, and you still get the luxurious burst of flavour when she climaxes. When you cut into this chicken, we have kept this dish keto by avoiding starchy breadcrumbs and crust basing with sesame seeds breadcrumbs. Instead. The serve time, Tony, is a mere five to six minutes. What? And the cook time is a measly nine to ten minutes. So Warwick, Capra and Tony recommend this dish. Fucking it's called the no. Sesame Crusted Chicken Kiev Pussy Dish. <laughs> Two skinless, boneless chicken thighs. One spoon of garlic. But you don't put that in because you stink. You can't kiss girls like that and go down girls with, um, with garlic breath. And one touch of herb cream cheese. What? Three tablespoons of sesame seed and just one and a half <laughs> tablespoons of olive oil. Half 11 and slice in half and you are cooking with fucking gash. <laughs> you Thank s- you. I rest my case. <laughs> cooking, with ga- <laughs> cooking with gash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I rest my case. You are cooking with
0: gash. I mean dash. Over <laughs> to you, Tony. Well, fuck me. That, that ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that was a fucking funny segment. Each week, we're going to get Wiz in the Kitchen is going to give us his favorite recipe for the week. Feel free to go to TWizPodcast.com and send us some recipes, and yes. Warwick will cook them for Lisa during the week, and we'll, we'll review them.
1: And we have to announce in the next uh, four to five weeks, Tony. I've been um, working on this for a fair while. We're going to have a special guest for a small price of $200. There's going to be a lucky six allowed into the Warwick Kappa Cave. We are going going to sell
0: some uh, some exclusive visitor tickets. Six only. Six tickets. What happens in the Kappa Cave
1: stays in here, mate. It's locked doors and no cameras. No cameras. For obvious reasons.
0: Leave your phones at the door. We are going to be raising money for a very worthwhile charity. Which one is that, Warwick? Warwick Kappa
1: Enterprises, (laughs) PTYLTD. And the theme is Tony. Let me stick it up you. Better
0: us than some other prick. Yep. And uh, but there's plenty of foreplays, so it, <laughs> it, it it won't be as hard as it sounds. No, I
1: think that's a good idea because people do want to come. They want to see all the memorabilia. I'll go for all the pictures in the last uh, 20 years of history. There's a story for every. Um, there's a story for every picture.
0: So I'll actually go for it. They get a bit of a tour. They're going to get the tour. So so they, they're Going to get the full Warwick Capper yeah. experience. So yeah, if you uh, if you want to come and sit in yeah, on so the just, show, feel free to.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and any girls, if they're extra fifty, in the pants. they can
0: get straight in. Okay, <laughs> we'll 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 be putting a review process in place, but uh, just go to twizpodcast or you can go to twizpodcast at gmail and that's just yes. twiz podcast. Yeah, it is a great
1: night, so it's, it's going to be
0: fantastic. It's, it's a good idea. They've, I've had a lot of fans uh, email me, so they want to
1: come along. So yep. we're going to do it, do it for a lucky six every couple of weeks, Tony. That's a good idea. Yep.
0: We certainly are, and guess what? Is it, is it that time again? It's that time.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see this. Guess what,
0: Tony? It's happy, happy
1: birthday, birthday, cunty! Here and we go. Hey, hey, here we go, Nikki D. First up, we have an old mate of the show. Oh. Don't wait for it, mate. He grew up next to Nikki D. Did you? And guess what? He's got hot sisters. He's got hot sisters. I've heard this. Yes. He's an all-round great guy. He is. Did I mention he has hot sisters? Uh, tell me more. It's our old mate. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Doyle. Doyle. So, Paddy Craddy, happy, happy birthday, Paddy! Happy birthday, You're Patty. fucking
0: hope, uh, hope the family are well, Paddy.
1: Okay, next up, we've got a local recording engineer and producer. What? Yes, Tony. Uh-huh. He was on the show when we had Reggie Bowman on. Reggie Bowman. Remember Bowman? Uh, I do. Is that Bowman or Bowman? Bowman. I've got a bit of a bow now. A bit <laughs> of a, I'm starting to get blood now. Back in Bowman River. He is the most handsome man in Croydon. Other than Tony. Other than me. There you go. Yes, That's give you, a high bar, is a mention. High, five,
2: high, five. high
1: five. High five. Here's high five. our great mate, Sean O'Sullivan. So, Sean. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday,
0: country! country. There you go, Sean O. Well done, mate. Highway 9 Productions in Croydon, Sean O'Sullivan. Okay, one more time. Tonight we also have a special
1: mention for a mate of my fluffer. That's a mate of he's your David. fluffer. Yes, his name's Dave. and He's a mate of our fluffer. His name is Minzy. Minzy. Is it really? Minzy, you can come and warm my pops when Dave has the day off. <laughs> Minzy. <laughs>
0: Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Cunty. Get off the VBs, Minzy. Well done, mate. That's fucking unbelievable. Well, Warwick, we... Can you hear that? Oh. I only take what's mine. I only take what's mine. We've got to get this on Spotify or oh, something. Oh, we
1: have to. And Mate, also, don't forget the um, telephone's on there now on Spotify, too. Mate. That's that sold 55,000.
0: Talk about offensive content. Why doesn't this have a Guernsey?
1: Oh, Speaking shit. of Guernseys. Speaking of Guernsey, don't forget the Hall of Fame Mark of the Century <laughs> jumper on Wiz39 Cabaret Gmail. And let me do it right for you. It won at 39. Nah, already sold for. So, 1500. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You won't be disappointed. That was a mouthful. (laughs) So, guys, coming up in just a couple of moments, we have got the Australian recording music legend, Russell Russell Morris, Morris.
1: on the show. Unlike the footballer, Russell Morris, namesake. Stick
0: around, guys. Thanks, guys. We've given I only take what's mine a good rub tonight, haven't we? Yeah, a huge rub. A huge rub. Hey uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as we said just before we took a short little break for work to go and get a massage upstairs. We have got Australian music legend, the one and only Russell Morris on the show. Yeah, a big, big round of applause for us.
1: Good on
2: you, rusty coming on, mate. Sorry. Don't worry. I've got to I've got to apologise for the sunglasses. Um, my eyes are really swollen because I've been laughing myself stupid after I heard that that idiot Brian Mannix fell over on Sam Newman's boat and broke his nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that cracked me up. And I was also worried about Warwick. I don't know how bright he's going to look sometimes because he lived up here on the Gold Coast and I saw him a couple of times in the street and I had to put my sunglasses on immediately.
1: Yeah, he's come back in about three weeks. He just had a face to like Daniel Lanza, even though he's gone broke. So
0: he's... He looks uh, he looks
1: seventy instead of ninety you now. I've looked after him.
0: Well, you reckon that's bright, mate. Warwick, give him a give me a go on the uh the Doctor oh, yeah. D chompers. Warwick's got a new yeah. set of porcelains. How about, how about new chompers, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> They're really good.
2: I, I I actually really like your shirt. Thanks. That's a great shirt, actually. Thanks, mate.
1: Thank yep. you,
0: sp- D. I'll get you to get a little bit of video footage of this. One of be sponsors.
1: Yeah, be a point, Brian Rennox. We went out in the Sam Newman's boat uh, two weeks to Gary Russell and he, this time we got eaten by a shark, <laughs> even though it was a fucking flounder. He cut, he cut his hand. That was on, uh, on Today Show 2 and Fox FM, so I made it sound good. I jumped off the ladder and did a kiappa and scared the way. It about, about two foot, but he said it was 14 foot, so he's a shit-talker, Brian, but uh, we, we went along with the story.
0: Uh, I I've, I've said to you on the phone, we've actually got Brian's original face on the wall here in the Capper we We've have, got some great memorabilia. We have.
2: Fantastic. We do. I actually worked with him in a band, and we got fired from every venue that we were in because he managed to insult or upset somebody heard, in the
1: venue. My actually manager's told me that he's not, he's not, he's not they're not happy with all these with these um, all, all these events and all these or uh, the pubs that he um, does upset a few people. If because well, I'm friends of that, that Ryder, Boom Crash Opera, he said he fell off the, off the chair once, shit faced.
2: <laughs> <Hey>, every great <laughs> artist,
0: every great artist has their uh, has their quirks. He said he's a rock star, Russell. He can get away with it. He reckons.
2: Yeah, he's, he's lived like a rock star all his life. I do love him, though. I love the guy. I think he's a, a an underrated talent, not only musically, but I, I think as a personality. His personality is phenomenal. Yeah, he's good. He, he just he, there's a line. There's a, an invisible line. Yeah. He can't see it. He can't see it. He can go. Some people go up to that line. They go right. I'm going to dance along this line. He just blunders straight over and walks yeah. on all the eggs and yeah, he's probably, through yeah. the room.
0: Yes, he does. He's like great. Yeah, I good. guess uh, to find that pure magic, you really got to take that risk, don't you? You've, you've got to risk going too far. I'm
1: a bit like, I'm a bit like that sometimes myself. You Quite, went a little too high. Crossed that line, you? yeah. I was
0: higher than Joe Cocker a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. ask Chris Langford. Yes. Yeah. Did, did take Mark of the Year every week for 14 years. Did you use uh, his head and shoulders as a, yes. uh, as a protective S- cup for your penis four, and testicles?
1: It was a 747 seven approaching, Russell. I had, to, I had to get out of the airspace. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I didn't know, Russell, that um, my ex-wife was in his film clip. In um, Brian's film clip, which, which one was it? Was it what's that? What's his big hit? Well, he's got uh, everybody wants to work. Yeah, that one. Yeah, choosing that one. Yeah, really. Joanne? Everybody wants to work. No, no, not we, in Russell. No <laughs> way. We don't want to work. We want to have fun, don't we, Russell?
2: Exactly. Always want to have
1: fun. And what's coming up with you, Russell? What's in your next gig? We'll come
2: along and support you. Um, I up? think down, down in Melbourne my next gig is. 18th March. I come down. Next yeah, I think it's at the um, the Moorabbin somewhere. Right. I think it's a some sort of got no idea then uh, Ballarat, and then somewhere around Ballarat. Then I come back and then I come back with the goats. Yep. Nice. That's a that's a band we've put together with Jason Voorhees in the goats. Very good. Which yep. is. Um, Daryl Braithwaite, Jack Jones, and Ray Thistlewaite from Thirsty Merc. Is that
0: right. uh, is that the, the yeah. fabulous Caprettos, or
2: yeah? Well, Capretto means goat. Okay, yep. But we didn't want we didn't want to call ourselves the goats because we would look too up ourselves. So we, said, <laughs> oh shit. we better tone it down. So now when I'm no one understands what it means. What's that? Is that a dance or something, a cabretto? Yeah, no, right. no it's a goat.
0: Uh, uh, Jason is a goat. We'll Jason a We'll come with that one, Tony. One, one of our T-Wiz that. alumni. He's a, he's a big part of our show, Chase. Yeah, very good.
2: He's a very talented man. He. Uh, he we call him the seagull <laughs> in the band because uh, you'll be singing a part in a song and you don't quite get it right. Really? And next minute, He's spoken to the other singers, and he's singing your part. Ah, uh, something <laughs> and like that. And you go, mate, I'm supposed to sing that. And he said, oh, oh, I, I just thought I'd pick it up for you. No, 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 just stay where you are. Let me sing my bits, and you sing what you're going to sing. That's something like I do. I'm thankful. I do. I play, if he's playing a six-string guitar, he plays a bass, he'd be, he'd be muscling in on my parts trying to play yeah. my
0: guitar. Yeah, trying to take over. Yeah. Eat your own chips, Jason. Yeah. So, R- Russell, I want to dive back in. You've got... One of the um, one of the most colourful and vast histories in any uh, from any artist in Australian music history. Uh, isn't, that what, isn't that what
2: you normally say to a gangster? A colourful, he's a colourful character.
0: Well, you are wearing a black shirt and sunglasses, mate. Yes. So you, you know better. You better know. be. You, you had yeah. a, big, you a
1: big four nights. I thought you were Brian May yeah. and warrior Kappa there for a minute. Russell with his castle <laughs> on. Yes, yeah.
0: mate uh, you, you you've got the uh, you've got the old Kojak. Look going on with me and Nikki D. There's yeah, uh, two Jack looks. Warwick's, yep. Warwick's got enough hair for the whole podcast. I'm the one with hair and t- teeth. <laughs> yes, and he
2: flops, he flops it too. <laughs> he yeah. does.
0: Hey Russell, um, yeah, you know, yeah. b- back back in the early days, uh, an 18 year old uh, Russell Morris in around about 1966 started off as the front man of uh, the band Somebody's Image. Were you uh, a musical youngster
2: growing up? Uh Sort of. I liked music. I really liked, um, my mum had a whole lot of records that I liked, like she had Elvis Presley and some Frank Sinatra, Nat King Con I loved all the songs. I used to play all the records and I really loved all the hits that were coming out on the radio, like, and the Beatles and things like that. But I never had any desire to be a singer because I just didn't intimate my mind. If I wanted to be any, I wanted to be an actor. I was right. hoping to be an actor. And um, what happened, some friends had a band and the band, the lead singer got poached by another band and they knew me and we would all go to parties and sing together. So they approached me and said, will you join us and sing? Uh, I said, what, a, are you serious?
1: That's how it started for you? That's, yeah.
2: Who, so it was an accident, really.
1: Who was your favourite um, like, band back then? Elvis, who else? Who was it? Any Australian uh, band you um, like? My favourite
2: band, when I finally really, really turned the corner... Or came out of the closet, I guess, was when I heard the Rolling Stones. Yeah, and I thought, "Wow, this is for me." And it was their very first album. I thought, "This is this is me. I love it." Yeah.
1: And they're still going sixty years later. They're still together. Amazing, isn't it?
0: Rolling Stones. And don't they look great? Yeah. No. They <laughs> when when did you start songwriting, Russell? What, at what point did the songwriting become a thing?
2: Um, working with Molly Meldrum was a, was. A, He was a genius, but he was a pain in the ass sometimes, not literally, but he was a pain because he would try and get you to, he wanted things bigger and bigger all the time. And I could see down the road, I could see the people who were starting to become well-known like uh, Cat Stevens and Neil Young and all those singer-songwriters Donovan, and I wanted to head down that road. I didn't want to be the artist where I had a choir and an orchestra behind me, an overblown production. So I started to head that way. So I started writing probably in around 1970 maybe.
1: Was that your, was that your first hit album, The Real Thing, was it? Was that the first song or that, that, was, that, that was the title of the album, The Real Thing yeah, in 69? In, yeah. in, in, in 69.
2: 69. Johnny yeah. Young wrote that. Right. Yeah, and Molly produced
1: it. yeah. He produced it. Yeah, I actually hosted Countdown second last show with Molly in um nine eighty five before Countdown was cut. So he's he's been great for music isn't the Molly in Australia.
2: Yeah, he has. He's been he's been really good for a lot a lot of bands and given a lot of people a lot of good breaks.
1: And how was you move to London and New York? What was uh what was it,
2: um, what was it like? I've been twice. The first time I went was pretty depressing, but that was when I sort of started to realise what I had to do to become an artist. So I came back and then worked and worked and worked and worked and had a number of hits. And then Paul Dainty um, approached me and said, I'd like to manage it. Do you want to go overseas? So I went overseas with Paul Dainty to England. He spent a lot of time in Australia promoting uh, uh, The Stones and Cat Stevens and things like that. And I was drifting in, in England and then a guy called Brian Lane became interested who managed Yes and Rick Wakeman and he said, let's go to LA and record an album. So I went to LA and recorded an album over there and um, just started to understand the craft because I, I really wasn't, I was pretty shy and I really didn't know how to write songs that well back then. I had songs that were hits but I really didn't understand the craft. i tell you how shy I was. We were doing a a session in Los Angeles and I was working with uh, guys out of Head, Hands and Feet, Um, Albert Lee, who's a world-renowned guitar player, and Tony Colton and Ray Smith, and they said, do you know any great players that you want to use over here? We can always get anyone you want. I said, well, I don't really know a lot of players, but I have heard this mighty song that's on the radio. And I said, I love the guitar playing on it. And they said, what is it? And I said, it's a thing called Dixie Chicken. And they said, oh, it's Little Feet. We'll get Lowell to come down. <laughs> so they got Lowell George to come down and play slide. And I was I at was Wyrm. And he had this girlfriend with him. She was a nice girl, really lovely. And she started singing harmonies with me. And I loved the voice. I loved her as a person. But because she was with him, I didn't want to be a pain in the ass. And I should have said to her, listen, can you show me around Los Angeles? Right. And, and i tell you what would have happened. She said to me, I said, so you're a session singer, are you? And she said, oh, not really. I was in a band, but the band broke up and I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, we had one hit. And I said, well, what, what was the hit? She said, oh, you wouldn't know it. It's in Australia. And I said, tell me. And she said, "I was the Stone Ponies. And I went, distant drum? She said, yeah, Stan you know Pines. it. I said, yeah.
1: Good name, Russell, Stone Pony.
2: It was Linda Ronstadt. Oh, how good she? Oh, wow. And I, I should have said to her, listen, can you show me around Los Angeles? But I was a little bit shy. If I had, if I would have met Joni Mitchell, Jackson Brown. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and all those people and things might have been a little bit different.
1: I wish you had a rainbow. it would have Glenn Fry and she Don Henley... I could have helped you. How influential was our Mushroom and Kandinsky on your career?
2: Uh, I a signed bit? to Michael when I, came when I came back from America. I signed to Michael and did two albums with him and then we parted ways. And then just recently I did an album with Michael um, uh, which Bernard Fanning produced.
0: Right. Really. That uh, that's a a great combination there.
2: It was a shame
1: he passed away, he didn't yeah, a bit young, wasn't it? A bit of tragedy.
2: It was a bit of yeah, real bad surprise. Same with um Glenn Wheatley. I yeah. didn't expect it. When you've grown up with them, you expect people to be omnipotent and be there all the time. Yeah. Which they were, and then all of a sudden they're gone. It's like, wow, didn't see that coming. Two great
1: names in the industry, yeah. He was a number one swan supporter yeah. too. Um it, Wheatley, he was number one
0: ticket holder. It'd be hard hard to find, you know, two people that were more influential than Glenn Wheatley and Michael Gidensky in, in Australian music. music.
2: Yeah. you would. Well, you'd have to count them on one hand. It'd be yep. sort of Molly, Michael, Glenn, Michael Chug probably. Yep. And then you name all the other promoters who are like the Paul Danges and all those guys. But yep. it, within the, the industry promoting acts here – those, those would be the five, I would think. If I've missed anyone out, they'll probably send me a nasty letter. I'm sorry.
0: And you are in the Rocky Horror show. um, Yeah, the riff-riff. Uh, the <coughs> Do you always have a passion for live, love- live performance, did you, Russell? Oh, you, you played riff-raff in Rocky Horror. Is
1: that what called, riff-raff? I said riff-riff. Sorry,
0: <laughs> riff-raff. <laughs> How was that?
2: I I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. Great um, After that oh, it was. It was great. great. I, after that part of – i like to play something serious, but not some buffoon musical. People kept offering me acting roles in music, playing a musical, being a musician. I thought, no, no,
1: forget it. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your tits. No,
0: no, R- Riff Raff, Remember, mate, he, he's got that, um, mate. That great song that he that he sings at the start, where um, that he's waiting for them to come up oh, at the door. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you got, the, I I did it with a candle and a, a, a candle. Yeah, with the silhouette singing it. Yeah, I can't. I could if you. If my life depended on, it, I wouldn't have a clue how it goes now.
0: It's, we should find that plant it later. It's what's a. Um, what's that melody for that thing? It's, no
1: <laughs> misery. I only take what's mine. <laughs>
0: Oh come, come call, come uh,
1: me up and see what's up baby I, I got your um,
0: number down the river yeah, of, of nice night dreams. dreams.
1: I think Tony's
0: hey. I think Tony's a bit up and about Russell you you think so mate <laughs> uh, there there's been some there's been some Fucking atrocious, fucking live performances by us in this case. Oh isn't there's it? been some tragic nights in here, Russell. We have trampled all over some of the greatest bands in the country. We mate, we have given King Kenyon. Yes, yeah, we've walked all over one of their songs, Electric Mary. You've also walked all over Michael Spybe during uh, um, <laughs> Green Limousine, Bad Loves. <laughs> yeah. You've never heard a better version of Green Limousine than when Warwick Capper is singing the high harmony. He didn't mind though. We got a. <laughs> Green limousine. I don't think that's the high harmony, <laughs> uh, mate. I just want to jump jump back. Uh, um, actually
2: that was that was in tune, Warwick. So it's not bad. Yeah, not in bad. your okay. ass, Tony. <laughs> in
1: your ass, Tony. Thank you,
2: yeah.
0: Rusty. Russ uh, before, I actually want to jump back. There's something that I'm really curious. Obviously, jumping back to the real thing. That was what 1969. So it was pretty yeah. pretty early pretty early in your career. What three years after you? just by chance jumped into a lead singer role with a band three years later you're working with molly meldrum who's producing not just an epic production of its time but an incredibly enormous song in the i guess the whole sort of Kaleidoscope of Australian and genre
1: genre of music.
0: How how did you connect? How did you first of all get into that position in three years? How did you connect with Molly Meldrum? How did that all come about? That's a good good question, Tony. A great effort doing that doing that.
2: Unlike unlike football, which is probably hard work and talent, mostly talent. The music business is probably about thirty percent talent. And seventy percent incredible luck. Is it? And I'm not, I'm not at to be pretending I'm humble, but it it is true. You've got to work hard, but you you need a bit of a talent, but you've got to have unbelievable luck. And we had unbelievable luck. What happened when the band poached the singer from somebody's image? Yep.
1: They felt
2: pretty, they felt pretty guilty, and they were working down at Anglesea Surf Lifesaving Club. So they rang us up and said, "Listen, would you like to do a set?" down there you know we'll put you on there'll be a big crowd and uh, we can't pay you but will you come down and do a set so this was great so we went down and did a set unbeknownst to the band which was called The Group the G.R.I.I.P I used to surf down at Torquay and Anglesey and I knew half the crowd
1: nice down there isn't it so we went
2: yeah we went on stage and the crowd went nuts and started jumping up and down and, and like they're going nuts and so we come off and this guy comes up to us and says, oh, listen, uh, are you guys staying here? And we said, yeah, we're staying there. Are you going surfing tomorrow? I said, oh, you will be down on the main beach. There's, not, uh, there's no swell coming through tomorrow, so we'll be just hanging down there. So he came down and met us. Now, what are the odds if, if you met someone today, you didn't know who they were, you knew there was a, he was a friend of the band, he was just there, mate, and he said, listen, I think you guys are great. Can I manage you? Can I produce your records and I'll get you a record deal? That's what happened to and you. And like? you go,
0: yeah, oh. and you go, oh, yeah, let's
2: do it. How, what are the odds that it could be Molly Meldrum Jeez. who had never produced a record in his life and us like naive idiots going, yeah, 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 you can do it for us, let's do it. The, the odds must be phenomenal to get a producer of that quality and of that foresight. I think every and band, produced-
0: every band since, has been hoping for that.
2: Exactly, and it's, it's luck. It was and Molly, then when I had was Molly was he the that, concert? That was that was him. It was the beach. He, he was he was a friend. He was a friend of the group, and he yep. he was like their half roadie, right. and he'd been pestering them to manage them, and they said, "You're not a manager. You're a, you're our mate. Shut up. Don't be stupid." So he was desperate to try and get involved in the music business. And he was always on the fringes. He wrote a, a part-time column in Go Set. All right.
0: So basically, and, uh, Molly Meldrum pretty much cut his teeth through working with you.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, and uh, i tell you what, he was uh, what one story. of the best. Just unbelievable he was, yeah.
1: What a great story. And it was
2: luck. It was great, great, fortuitous luck.
0: So m- moving into the sort of mid-2000s, obviously, that. There- we're we're really skating across a lot of things here, just to give the listeners a bit of a, run I through, guess, bit of a bit of a lay in. of the land here. But we're not really, you know, like tapping into the myriad of little things that have happened in between. But in, in the sort of the sort of mid to late sort of noughties, two thousand and seven. Uh, you collaborated with Brian Cad live at the con, and then a studio album later in 2011, Wild Bulls and Horses. And horses. Um, what, I mean, Brian Cad's an Australian music legend and um, an incredible talent. Which over the years, which partnerships, which collaborations do you think have been the most profound for you, Russell?
2: Well, they all have. It's like it's like you two working together. You just you pick up things. Pure that, magic. Uh,
1: pure magic. That's pure, pure pure magic, magic. Russell. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you, you, people are magic. You know, you spend time with someone and working with them and just little chips, you chip off little bits of them you and they, they, them, they become part of you, you pick up the mannerism, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to yeah. get teeth. The thing that, yeah. the thing that uh, Wild Bulls and Horses, no one really understood what that was all about. What happened, Brian and I were too cheap to hire a support band to take around the country. <laughs> and it was and they are expensive yeah you got because they if, if 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 you say to the venue we want a support band or you say to the, the agents they say all right well you've got to pay for them so you end up with supports that they give you all right. so we're big fans of spinal tap have you seen spinal Tap? oh yeah
0: yep all, all of our exams go to 11
2: yeah turn it up bitches
0: I mean, in fact, one of our exams is still sustaining right now.
1: Yeah, we like like it louder.
2: I can hear it. I can hear it. So we're big fans of that. And um, they did a whole lot of other movies like Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman and all that sort of stuff, and The Mighty Wind. And what those guys did, they did a tour in America because they became really big, and they thought – we need a support band. So what they did, they dressed up as the folk singers, the new Kingston sing. I, age, I've
0: seen that. And yeah.
2: went out on stage and, pl- and no one recognised them. They got booed. People booed and threw things <laughs> at them. So we thought, let's do that. So Brian and I would dress up every night as Merlin and Earl Sweetwater. Merlin and, and, and Earl, Earl Sweetwater. Sweetwater and, have and have a big and American Earl. announcement. Merle and Earl. Ladies and gentlemen, direct from the United States of America. Merlin Earl, sweetwater from Texas. No, they want to sing more. for you right now. God bless America. <laughs> so we would do that with these fake beards on and hats. Nice. People didn't get it. That's,
1: that's
0: hilarious. hilarious.
1: Merlin Earl, great nonsense. Sounds good. That's a good name for a New <coughs> Porno. Merlin Earl, come on down. <laughs> Triple X Capra with Merlin Earl. I mean, just a. I tried
2: to get into a point. They,
1: they only used me as a fluffer. Yeah, Ted my fluffer. I am. I am. It's, it's uh, five for, it's for the three, perfect size. <laughs> I actually had number one pointer uh, seven years ago. Um, Russell, what's why I brought it up.
0: It's uh, we're forming a union, the fluffers union. <laughs> so yeah, it's me and Dave. I actually had one. But uh, two thousand and eight ARIA Hall of Fame. Yes, tell us about that one. That'd the, be the Hall uh, of fame. that'd be a, a massive. Uh, just I guess recognition for all of the. Uh, hard work and all of the accomplishments. That's like
1: being in the Swans Hall of Fame. Music
0: RE Hall of Fame is a big deal. It's, it's a It'd have to be a nice... You must be been proud of Russell, to be, very to proud recognized. of be there. Yeah. Yes and no.
2: Yes and no. It's like the music business is a, is a business where they, uh, they're very quick to dig you a grave and roll you into it and cover it up so you don't be seen again. Really? And when I got my gold um aria I, I was really wrapped i was in the hall of fame i got the gold aria and then i started to think and i thought is this him telling me to piss off and is go it, and get it, a rocking it, chair and it, you've it, had your time in the sun okay move out the way and let's the gold watch mate I thought, so that really sort of got my head going yeah so i that was when i decided to do another album and <laughs> that the next album became the biggest album of my whole career which was uh, so I felt like I didn't want to feel like I was being I felt like I was at AMP and they're giving me a gold watch. Yep. Yeah, you know, here's your gold watch. It's off.
1: What's your favourite song you've written, uh, Russell? What's your favourite?
2: You like playing live? You're, uh, you, oh, it's hard. Your top three? I it's like saying. It's like saying who's your favourite kid? What are you? out are your children? Who's your favourite one? They're all different to me. Some I hate. Some are really horrible. No one even talking about them. But yeah. You usually uh, it's the latest ones I'm writing because I feel like I'm moving forward and they're the ones I, I'm just finished an album at the moment. It's being mixed and I'm really happy with that. But, uh, you know, in, in a year's time, I probably won't be. I'll be looking at something else.
0: You've got a, uh, an incredible project on the go at the moment, uh, uh, Black and Blue Heart, the Morrison Springfield project with Rick Springfield. Where, where did you meet Rick Springfield? How did that collaboration come about?
2: Now, Black and Blue Harp was the album before that. This one was called call- Jack Chrome and Jack- yeah, yeah, Jack the Darkness Waltz. Yeah. Rick's been for the moment,
1: uh, right? Rick and I have been-,
2: yeah. 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 Yep. We've been mates for when he worked out here and I didn't see him for a long time and then they asked me if I would join Zoot and sing with Zoot when they come out here and I, I love Day of the Dead, which is a Mexican festival. I think it's just so colourful and so mighty. And I wrote a song about Day of the Dead and did a film clip with me in the Day of the Dead makeup. And I put it up as Jack Chrome on YouTube, and Rick saw it. And he contacted me and said, This is the best thing I've seen. He said, No one's done this. He, and he sent me a song two days later that he did the same way. Two days later, he contacted me and said, Would you do an album with me? On Day of the Dead, yeah, nice. so that's how that comes out. And I recorded mine in this room that I'm talking to you now in, and he did in his in his fancy studio.
0: Ah, yeah, very nice. So, what's, what's- hey Russell? <laughs> did, did Rick ever get just his girl?
2: <laughs> uh, let me tell you, he, he was worse than you. He, <laughs> he, he had more than he had Jessie's girl and everybody else's girl. I, I've uh, never known anyone. Is he had more? Is he more? Is, is, it, is, is he had more pushing
1: in the pet shop? Russell, is he more pushing in the pet he's, shop? Um,
2: he, he's had them all. Like he could walk <laughs> into a room and every one. We, we were overseas and we we're having dinner, and two women came in and sat at the end of the table. We were up the long end of the table. It was a record function, talking away, Rick. Gets up and says, "I'm going to bed," so he goes to bed. We all finish the thing. I go up to Rick's room, knock on the door. He opens up. The, they're both in bed with him. Oh, he's I pissed. said, "How did you do that? He didn't even talk to them, you know. He was unbelievable." He, um,
0: uh, did did he? He was in Entourage for a little while as a special guest appearance. Big profile, Ricky. That was uh, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Entourage,
1: good good show.
0: He
2: did that. He, he also did the uh, the other one with um, David Duchovny. And what was that called? Doing um, oh,
0: Californication. California. California. California, that was good. Yeah, that was quite yeah. sexual. That was that was very sexual. I was going to say yeah. if he's worse than Warren yeah. Kappa, you had to do Jesse's girl and Jesse. Yeah, there was so. a good, there was a good <laughs> pussy in that show. Now that. <laughs> I told you it's fucking. There's no, there's no, there's no censorship on the show. I think shorts. His tight shorts got them all.
2: All yeah. the women just loved it because he's tight shorts. Yeah, and it's, it's not a good. It's not a good look when you put two football socks down the front, though. You yeah, know? That's,
1: that's cheating. Mine was natural. Yeah, mine was natural. <laughs> I was on Big Brother Russell, and they said, We're well, okay, big cock." I said, three inches from the ground."
0: <laughs> Boo! And I was thrown out for new Rick. There you
1: not go.
2: Rick, I mean uh, Russell. There you got Rick on the dick. Yep, there you go, mate. Uh, incredible. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, here's some facts for you. Mine's short, but at least it's thin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I like it. Just like Nikki D's. Yep, Nicky yeah, D's, Nikki D's is four inches. Four inches thick. <laughs> 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 uh, mate, Russell, it's an absolute honour for us to have you on the show. When you're in Melbourne, we would love to get you in the Kappa Cave because you come down, Russell. it's a whole other level of T-Wiz in person.
1: We'll come and see you when you're in Melbourne, mate. Yeah. We'll come and see you play. It'd be fantastic.
2: Yeah, I don't want anyone touching me,
1: though. Okay, well, Tony might. <laughs> Tony's a bit bisexual. You've got to watch out for him, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm that's wa-
0: questionable. But... uh Obviously, you've got the Rick Morrison Springfield Project on the go, the fabulous Cabrettos, Daryl Braithwaite, the incredible Jack Jones, nice, the incredible nice Jason Voorhear. Wow, look at that. That's wow. a fluffy dog.
1: He's a ripper. Nice poodle. Uh, we are uh, looking
0: at a very big brown curly-haired poodle right there. What's
1: his name?
2: I was bending over then, sorry.
1: But uh, <laughs> um... they bend over, Tony, or drive you home.
2: That's Alfie.
1: Alfie's Elfie. a ripper. I've got, I've got an agent called Elfie. He's good there you go
0: yeah. hey um russell com. yes russell morris.com yeah. yep russell com. people can keep up to date with all of your tours and all of your schedules on your website they can follow you yeah. on facebook you're on instagram as well russ uh yeah yeah on um, the the, the oh, i don't
2: know what it is. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, i think it's the- the real thing, yeah, something like that, yeah. We'll,
1: we'll push that forever. Thanks for being part of the t podcast. Russell, been fantastic. Thanks, we'll, for, we'll thanks tag, for your time.
0: We'll ta- we'll tag your Instagram on our Instagram account. Anybody that wants to find out what's going on in the world of Russell Morris, one of the greatest songwriters, performers and artists in Australian music history, an absolute privilege for us here at the T-Wiz podcast. Uh, Russell, thanks, I'm, I'm going to fade in one of the greatest songs this happens. This is my song.
1: Uh, I was. Uh, it's uh, 1.2 million, Russell. I couldn't believe it. Even though they, even though they actually, they actually dubbed it. Thanks,
2: Rusty. Hey, Warwick. Yeah, mate. Are you there? Yeah. You know I'm a huge footy fan. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, I love footy. I, I could have killed you a couple of times. You played the Tigers when you, you were hitting your <laughs> strap. Uh, I kicked ten.
1: You turned the game a couple of times. I thought, I'll, if, I, if I see him, I'll glass him. I kicked ten. <laughs> once. I kicked, kicked ten. Missed the last one. Lost by a point. I remember that.
0: But the Tigers still won. Yes. Yeah. they won by a point.
1: Yeah, I missed it on purpose.
0: So is that why you got that, Jason? That is that why you got Jason in the band because he's a Tigers man?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yep, he uh, steals all the chips, bloody seagull. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: He's a shocker. Yeah, as
0: good. that tries to take everyone's harmony. We're gonna <laughs> let's give him a serve. <laughs> We're gonna give him a serve. <laughs> uh, him, him and him uh, and Daryl Braithwaite are playing at the uh, St Kilda Festival tonight. Him and now our other good mate Simon Hosford. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Russell Morris, Darryl. thanks so much. Russell. See you later. Bye, thanks,
1: mate. Mike. Good on you, Rusty. <laughs> thanks a
0: lot. I just got a text from Jason Voorher. He must his ears must have been burning, and he's. He's texted me how'd it go, Jace. When you listen back in real time, your text messages come through. We just gave you a belting for being a Harmony Seagull. <laughs> um, so, guys, uh, T Wiz Podcast, myself, Warwick Kappa, Nikki D, signing off episode 22, Russell Morris. Next week, we have got a revisit from the VFL, AFL's greatest storyteller, the chicken himself, okay. Tricky Dicky, you, Ricky Nixon.
2: I'll get it right, Pagek, right. yes.